You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. As you know, I am your host, Ali Bunker, and I am joined this week by Aiden Bunker in person. Aiden, where are we? We're at my flat. We are at your flat. It's true, it actually exists. I was kind of hoping you'd ask, where's my flat at? Well, so yeah. be like, here's my flat at. <laughs> okay, where is your flat at? It's here. Yeah. Right here. In Broughton, Milton Keynes. <laughs> Broughton, Milton Keynes. Give me your address away. Um, There's a lot of Broughton There's a lot cover. of houses in Broughton. Um, yeah, we are here in your lovely new flat. Um, you're pretty much all sorted now. You just don't have a bed yet. I do not own a bed. Well, you, do, I, you own a bed. It's just not here. It's, it does, yeah, it's not here. It's not in any form of. It doesn't resemble a bed right now because I'm gonna have to put it together. That's true. Um, yeah, mostly sorted. And you start getting like food and things. <laughs> That's always gonna help. Um, um, yeah. We are, of course, also joined all the way, well, via the magic of um, the internet and WhatsApp web calls. It's Matt Bumby. Hi guys, can you hear me? We can hear you, yes Matt. Hi, I'm coming live from the Hilton in Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee. I hear that's where all the action goes down these days. You weren't the only one who was coming live. We, <laughs> well, we had a glimpse of the CCTV footage that will be revealed next week. Fuck it, no I'm not. <laughs> I am in Bournemouth. It's not as glamorous. That was good sound effect. That was good sound effect. It sounded like, like you were news actually, report. Yeah, it did actually sound like you were on a news report. Oh, I see. Man of many skills. <laughs> Matt Bunker reporting live from Milwaukee. <laughs> Matt Bunker. Yeah. Okay. That could be, your, new, that in could be your news reading alter ego. Like, like, <laughs> Oh, we could, we, could have, we could have done that. Matt Bumby's here. Where's Matt Bunker? Oh, he's coming live from Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Should we start again? <laughs> no. No, it's fine. Um, yes, yeah, so, Matt, and how was it in Milwaukee? I know you were there briefly. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Uh, right, so. You have as much fun as Lana did. <laughs> Oh, Allegedly, Day. I wonder if it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? All, all we know is it was Rusev Day. I mean, it's always Rusev Day, so I mean. Well, I think it was Aiden English Day. Oy, oy. Anyway. If you know what I mean. We know what you mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you want to join me in welcoming Aiden to his lovely new abode? No, because I'm not there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be a bit weird. Well, welcome to your lovely new abode. Yeah. Welcome to your new home. Oh, I'm not there, but welcome. That's, uh, it's nice. I like it. Thanks. Boy, done good. Um, how are you finding it? Um, just a few minutes away from home. Oh, fuck's sake. I knew you going to say that. Um, <laughs> nah, that's all right. It's a little... The only time I've ever lived on my own previously was in a single room at uni. Yeah. So it's a bit more space. A little bit more space, essentially the same. Um, <laughs> just yeah, with I can't just walk into other people's flats and start uh, doing the, whatever. I think that'd be frowned upon. Yeah, 
which is what I used to do at uni. <laughs> Not random people, do- all my friends. <laughs> doing whatever <laughs> as well is a bit vague. You can't just walk into your flat and start doing whatever. Just walk in, like, just come and walk in, sit on your bed and just watch, like, Bake Off or something. <laughs> Go through your fridge. Student life, eh? Wow. Sorry, you were watching Bake Off as I a student? Was, I was, but was, Bake Off was big. Bake Off is still big as, as, with students as far as I'm aware. Confession, never ever seen an episode of Great British Bake Off. I've, I've oh watched my God. a few. I'm, I'm not massive on it. Dad Sorry, likes we it. Mum and Dad like it. I've Are we never... talking about British Bake Off? Are we talking about fucking wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Vegas. Um, fucking wrestling. I was just saying, I've never seen it. I've also never seen Game of Thrones at all, so yeah, I'm a bit oh weird. Oh my god, don't get me start with that. <laughs> Did you know? Just that... watch the first episode and then you'll be hooked. I have watched the first episode, actually. That was a lie. I have seen the first what, episode. What, you, you saw it at the end and didn't want to watch the rest of it? I'm not sure. Did I see the end? I'm not sure. What happened at the end? Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That I know that. I know that a small person got thrown out of a tower. He gets kicked out of a window. Yeah, I mean... You, you guys do know that that's that fake shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do know it's that, fake, That's all right? predetermined. Yeah. No one really oh, got thrown out a window. Um, right, okay, right, right, wrestling then. So, um, I mean, just, it's a bit of a quiet week this week in terms of, you know, news and... Other action. <laughs> we I mean we had Raw and SmackDown, and I'm assuming 205 Live still goes on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I didn't see it. Um, so I mean, unless you guys have got any news you want to talk about, then maybe we should just crack on with the Raw. Um, no, not really. I've just got one entry for my uh, segment. Oh yeah, forgot about that. So, who here? Remembers the uh, 1999 referee strike. I do. I remember it. Matt, you remember? Uh, foggy memory, let's be honest. 99, <laughs> probably, probably when I started drinking. <laughs> um, well, on this oh, day... How old was I? You were, you, were, you were 13. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, to be fair, that is when I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this day, 19 years ago, on September 26, 1999... WWF at the time presented Unforgiven from North Carolina, where the main event was a six-pack challenge between Kane, Big Show, British Bulldog, Triple H, The Rock, and Mankind for the WWF title, with Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, as the enforcer, because the uh, you know, the referees were on strike due to continuous physical abuse that they were taking. They were taking a lot of abuse at the time. <laughs> the only regular official in that match was Jimmy Corderas. It was an interesting one. This, this was the first ever six-pack challenge I think WWF or WWE had done. Um, I remember vividly um, being absolutely pissed that Triple H won this match. Because yeah, <laughs> um, he was at that at that time, he was the the champion, and um, he was the. It was almost like you, his well, reign was. It was vacant. It was vacant, but he, I think he had been the champion before. Um, yeah, it wasn't his first reign. Um, before it was vacated, I think. I can't quite remember. I think Vince won it from him and it got vacated. On SmackDown. Yeah. Thanks to The Rock or something like that. But I remember there was some sort of alliance between him and the British Bulldog and at the end of the match Bulldog helped him win kinda by hitting The Rock with a chair. Um, Although I mean we did just watch the ending. We did watch it. Um, That's how I remember it so what you can say clearly. Uh, But I just remember being like oh wow. You've got some good memory. I was going to 
the why couldn't the Rock just win this one? But um, you know, the Triple main, H did a right out of it. The rest of his career, I think. Yeah, the main thing I remember from this match was the referee's beatdown of Jimmy Corderas. <laughs> yeah, just led by like led Teddy, by Earl Hebner. Uh, Earl Hebner, Teddy Long. Um, what's his fucking name? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! You say you remember this? How old were you? No, I remember because I've watched it on the network once or twice back when I was doing my. I'm gonna say because you would have been what? How old? Four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Probably about when I started drinking. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be fair, I did start drinking when I was 13. I stopped drinking milk. I'm mate Paul's out. I started drinking pints. <laughs> um, exactly Belgian, you know the little Belgian beers? Oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> little stubbies. Start as you mean to go on, eh? <laughs> um, would you guys like to know, just before we move on, like to know a little tidbit about this, a little interesting side oh, note about little, this pay-per-view? little tidbit. No, I really wouldn't. I would. Okay, go on then. This was the last WWF pay-per-view for head writers Vince Russo and Ed Ferreira as they would leave a few weeks later or days later for WCW. Oh, that explains why it was so hideously overbooked. <laughs> <laughs> um, course. Whatever happened to that WCW? I know. Um, anyway. Wheelie crappy whistling. <laughs> If you uh, PW peeps know what happened to WCW, please uh, tweet us. Where can they tweet us at, Matt? What? Where can they tweet us at? They can tweet us at the underscore PWP. Well, I was just testing your knowledge since I usually do the outro bit. So, um, Right, yeah, moving on. So any, any more uh, on this day, Aiden? Nope. On this end. day! Moment of the week. Why that? Thank you very much for that. The first on this day from your lovely new flat. Thanks for calling it lovely. So next year, oh no, you won't be able to do it because it won't be Wednesday, will it? Oh yeah, we're going to have to change our recording day, aren't we? Um, oh, because Smackdown's moving. Because Smackdown, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, we don't have to. Yeah, it just might be a bit late by then. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, whatever. So we'll probably... We could always... Oh, this is going to sound crazy, guys. <laughs> We could always record like our Raw review and then a SmackDown one, and then like put them together and make a podcast. There's more effort on than different I'm willing days. There's <laughs> more effort than we're willing to expend. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's hard enough getting us all together to record once a week. Jeez. <laughs> uh, right. Unless any of you guys have got any objections, I think let's uh, go in Raw. <laughs> Please use some lubrication. <laughs> the most polite gangbang in the world. <laughs> uh, right, okay, Monday, Monday Night Raw. So, that's, the most polite gangbang in the world should be our, like, tag, like, our little description <laughs> on, like, Apple Podcasts. Well, maybe we might get some more listeners. <laughs> um, or maybe on YouTube. <laughs> or you poor. Um... Right, yeah, Monday Night Raw. It came from Denver, Colorado, the Mile High City, in more ways than one, eh? Um, yeah, so this this was an interesting episode of Raw. Um, I, interesting is a word, yeah. It, it started with The Shield. Um, well, well, it did. It started with Baron and Stephanie. 
Well, yeah, it started with Baron Stephanie and Stephanie, Stephanie, who within ten seconds of appearing on TV decided to berate a fellow authority figure, a male unlike authority her figure as well. Yep, um, I, I was shocked. It it's kind of her thing. <laughs> Apparently so. It was her, but yeah, it was Catching her birthday on. the other day. And uh, did anybody see the video that they posted of all of her like greatest slaps? Yeah, some of them were yeah. brutal. Um. But yeah, so it started with uh, with Baron and Stephanie. Stephanie getting out of the limo, basically saying, "Baron, you shit. What are you doing? <laughs> Baron, uh, you shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, mate? Putting yourself in title matches, which weirdly is the exact sort of thing that Stephanie would have done, Stephanie, not yeah, herself, but you're Triple booking H. yourself in the main event. That's not the right thing to do, and then proceeds to book him in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he gets uh, he gets pitted against the Shield. With two having to well having to find two partners, um, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of called it straight away who it was going to be. Did you? I did. Not not bragging, but I knew it. No, I kind of went like, please give us someone else other than either Drew or Dolph or Braun. Like, well, I knew once they were insert someone else in there. I knew that once they were um, put into a tag team title defense, it wasn't yeah, going to be I, Drew I, and Dolph. I then remembered during the first segment oh shit they've got a match yeah uh, I just called it straight away I thought AOP that fits not Authors of Pain just AOP yep but um, yeah so a six man tag team match was made because the Shield came out they got into a bit of a thing with Braun Dolphin Drew um, interesting approach from the what, what they call the Dogs of War or the Pack um, yeah, basically working to segregate the shield, working on Dean Ambrose specifically, saying how the shield need him and he doesn't need them, and that he could be great on his own. It's it's an interesting tactic. Yeah, no, it's I, always I, best when they do these sorts of things and there is an element of truth because there really there really is. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think it was even Dolph who planted the earliest seeds of the night. I think it was the shield themselves. The shield when they when they had Seth and Roman lifting their title, saying that we, this is all we need, and Dolph uh, Dean just kind of standing there, like hands on pockets, like looking down at the ground, not bringing himself to even look at them. Yeah. So I do kind of wish, like, it does seem very soon after a, in return and a reunion. For them to be like, oh, you're gonna split up. Yeah, but, but usually when they fore- foreshadow it by mentioning it, it doesn't. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, none of us saw Seth turning on them back in the day. Back no. in the day, it was only about three years ago. <laughs> back in the day, yeah. <laughs> four over four and a bit years ago now. That's How gone, long ago? That's gone quick. Over four and a bit years ago, it was June yeah. 2014. May, June, somewhere yeah, it's gone very quick. Um, but, you know, they were... apart way longer than they were ever together. That's true. Uh, but they were working, obviously, on, on Ambrose and, and sort of suggesting that he'd be better off without them uh, and that they're using him, uh, which I thought was an interesting tactic. And, um, you know, yeah, see what they're, they're building to, sort of, uh, they're sort of, I guess, teasing a split, uh, which personally I think is, as you say, a bit too... Too early. Too early. Um Save that for, like, I personally don't see the need to split, but if you're going to do it, save it for closer to Mania because it's the kind of stage they deserve. Save it till after they've had their friendly match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> after they've had their little friendly. Um, we've, booked, we've had books for a while now. I, do you know what I would do? Save it till after Royal Rumble, after Dean Ambrose has won it. That's what I would do. 
Ambrose winning the Royal Rumble. Ambrose wins what? Win the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Yep. No, not a chance he's going to win the Rumble. I reckon they should book him to win it. That he should eliminate Seth Rollins at the end, um, and he should go on to face Roman at WrestleMania. Because they'll no, be like, "Oh, you're not going to, you're not going to face Roman, are you? You go face, I don't know, AJ Styles or The Miz, whoever's champion." And he'll be like, "No," and then he'll get beat the shit out of Roman, and everyone will love it because it's Roman. Not going to happen because Daniel Bryan's going to win the Rumble. Yeah, face Miz. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I, look, I personally like my idea. Um, well, I'll put a fiver on Daniel Bryan if you put a fiver on Dean Ambrose. I am now. not currently willing to take that bet. <laughs> well, it's five pounds. Come on. It's a lot of money these days, Matt. That's like five a year's pounds. salary for someone 30 years ago. It's not. Well, he's got about 30 holidays to pay for. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> you will do, though. I don't, I don't know where this reputation has come from. Well, you have too many I go on one big holiday a year. Yeah, and about 15 little ones. Well, name them. You've been to, uh, what's the place? Not, not Serbia, Slovenia. I went to Slovenia, yeah. Uh, you went to, you popped into Venice, albeit on the same trip. It was on the same trip. <laughs> you, you went to Portugal. Uh, to yes. Portugal. You uh, will be going to Australia. Yeah, that's end, right at the end, end of the, end of the year. year. Literally two days or three days before the end of the year. I feel like at the start of the year you went somewhere. I feel like you went on like a walkie kind of holiday. Not a Milwaukee holiday. <laughs> Milwaukee. Yeah, I went to Prague. Prague. That's another one. Okay, should, should, we, should we should we go on how many holidays I've been on this year? <laughs> this is not my fault. What was it you said? Don't, don't hate the player, hate the girlfriend who makes him go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is technically not the case. I mean, she doesn't make me go anywhere. Um, I probably would go on less if she wasn't so forceful <laughs> about it. And I would be a lot richer. But hey, <laughs> that's a different story for a different hey. time. Uh, I, d- I don't think it's a case of I go on too many holidays. I think it's a case of other people don't go on enough. Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I ain't been on a holiday in about forever. Missing out, man. Missing out. Well, um... But we are going to Don't New York. hate the player. Hate the girlfriend who doesn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, fair enough. Right. Let's back, get back to the wrestling. So, the first match of the night. I can't quite remember what it was. <laughs> Bad <Battle> and gender. <laughs> that rememberable. Memorable. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you fucked that one up, didn't you? <laughs> Baller and gender. Yeah. Oh yes, Banner and Ginger. Um, with Bailey <laughs> at ringside. Yeah, Banner versus Ginger with Bailey at ringside and Alicia Fox and Sunil at Ginger's side. Bailey obviously being on Banner's side B&B. because um, Sasha's injured and she's got nothing better to do. <laughs> well, I mean they are mixed match challenges. Yeah, yeah, why are they? Why are they bringing this into the like? I don't know, but I kind of like it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's kind of weird to just ignore it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it is a thing that's happening. We but what they did with our truth and Carmella, they're, like, yeah. they're friends now because they are partners. And Alicia and Jinder. Yeah. Um, but not so much with <laughs> Kevin what, what, what and What did they call uh, it? The, the Mahalisha. <laughs> Mahalisha. Um, yeah. So, this match was, it was perfectly fine. Yeah, it was really. a little bit forgettable. Um, I don't... 
Finn seems like he's slipping down the pecking order rather than going up it. Is that yep. is that the impression you guys are getting? Definitely. I think that feud with Baron Corman did him no favours. Well, I mean, I didn't mind that feud. I thought Baron's, for whatever reason, he's up a mid-card at the minute, as noted by the fact he was in the main event for a Universal title match last week and he was in the main event of Raw this week. Um, and, you know, Finn won that rivalry. I feel like they they really needed to capitalise on his momentum after big, after being the demon that night. Yeah, they did. They really needed to do that. <laughs> but instead, it's just kind of like like Baron going, I wasn't ready for the demon. And then having him rest another match. Yeah. And then, I, I assume Finn won, I can't even remember. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, like it, it just seems like they they haven't done anything. Since then, with him, like he wasn't on head and a cell. Yeah, wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even on that paper. There were t- there were loads and so many wrestlers that weren't on it. Um, Kevin yeah. Owens' first one that he'd missed. Yeah, yeah. Just throw on a KO versus Finn match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people have loved that. Um, but so what? Okay, what do you do with Finn Balor at the minute? Like, where 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 does he belong? Where do you, where should he be? New Japan. Ooh, oh. controversial. Um, I don't know really. No, I put personally, SmackDown. I think that's where he should be. Because I mean, he's probably not going to just jump ship in the middle of the year. Why not? Unless they do some kind of weird like Survivor Series betrayal angle. But I think Paige should steal him. Whilst they've got no real general manager, she should sneak in and take their talent. Maybe swapping swapping for Ty Dillinger and our truth. <laughs> Well, he's well popular. <laughs> he actually is the most popular he's ever been, I think. Um, but yeah. So, Matt, you're thinking, are you, do you honestly think he'd be better off elsewhere? I just think they don't utilise him very well. And I mean, there's a few people that they don't utilise very well. Yeah, I don't uh, understand. One being the tag team, the revival. Yeah, well, I mean, you could argue they've, they're in, they're getting a bit more of a shine at the minute. Um with Finn, though, specifically, I mean, it's kind of, it is hard when you you come in. Obviously, in NXT, he was the main man, and then he, and then he, he dropped the title and then left. And when he came to WWE, he he won the Universal Title straight away. And from then on, I always it always irks me a little bit when that happens because from then on, there really is only one way you can go, and that's down. Like you can't unless he's going to maintain that level for the rest of your career. At some point, you're going to drop down from that level because that's the highest you can reach. Yeah, and I hate I I do hate it when people new people come in and they reach that level really soon, and then they drop down afterwards because it makes everything afterwards feel less important. Like imagine had Finn lost that match to Seth and not won a title, and then worked his way but like, hopefully not have got injured, worked his way back up to the main event scene, and he would probably would have been Universal Champion by now. It's hard. Though. It's impossible to say. Um, I personally don't know what I would do with him. I, I would keep him in WWE, obviously, because that's where he's going to get the most eyes. That's where I'm going to watch him. Um, but yeah, I don't. I guess maybe like maybe SmackDown could be valid, like try and reignite a feud with Joe, for example, or just a few new matches like him and Orton. That would seem that like would be good. good. I'd be up for that. Like Orton with his latest like destroying your heroes kind of thing. Like, yeah. Everyone loves Finn Balor. Mm. Um, no one's destroyed WWE. the demon, have they? And you can have the demon as the viper, uh, the demon against the viper, or no, whatever. 
That is a good shout. Um, I guess you've had Balor and Miz quite a lot, but... Balor Nakamura, Balor Styles. Yeah, all of that shit. Balor Dan O'Brien. Give me that. Oh, well, somebody else got to go back to Almas. SmackDown in return. Rusev. Loads of people. In English. <laughs> um, Becky Lynch, she wants to take on everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, personally, I think to freshen him up, send him to SmackDown, give him a whole bunch of new people to, I say new people, fresh feuds, put him in the main event scene, and then you'll see him flourish. I think the fans love him. I think he does, he's obviously a very good in-ring competitor. Probably one of the top five to ten people that they have on the roster in terms of in-ring skill. Um, he's got the body fat percentage of a god. <laughs> yes, he does. Never in the carb in his life. Um, he's a donut man, for God's sakes. <laughs> and I just think he's, a, he's just a little bit lost. Like, I mean... I, there's two ways it can go. Firstly, first way, my preference, go to SmackDown, freshen it up. Second, have him be on the same level as, like, The Shield, so Seth, Roman, and Dean. Maybe even help them out, like, occasionally. You know, we've got all of these heels who got teamed up the other week to be, take out The Shield. Have them call have on Finn sometimes to help them. You know, he's one of the top of baby faces. Have it, I mean, the Survivor Series is coming up, for instance. Now, I don't know about you guys, but based on what happened this week on Raw, I'm kind of picturing at some point the Shield and the Revival versus Braun, Dolph, Drew, Baron, and someone else. Or Drew, Dolph, Braun, and the AOP. I heard Lesnar plays more than others. <laughs> That's true. But I don't think Lesnar would be on a five-man Survivor Series team. I feel like maybe Finn could lead a Team Angle versus Team Corbin match. I think, yeah, I mean, that... Could be Angle's captain. That's a good shout. Or Angle will probably be in the match himself. But then, like, there's ten people in that match. I guess Angle and Corbin would probably be in it, wouldn't they? But um, there's ten people in that match who aren't The Shield, Braun, Dolph Drew, Exactly, they, they have a big enough roster. But would that match be interesting? Like, who who would you put in that match? Who would be on that Angle's team? Or Angle's team? I guess Finn, Revival, maybe. Since I'm <laughs> assuming that they're faces now. I don't know. Um, well, who have we got? We've got Bala. We have... Rude and Gable. <laughs> Rude and Gable. Um... Not Mojo Rawley, he can be on the heel team and he can get eliminated first. Zack Ryder. Maybe they should do an intergender one. Kevin Owens will be on the heel team. Yep. There really isn't that many baby faces on Raw when you take the shield away. Yeah. That's Bobby true. Lashley. That's who it would be in. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ugh. Lashley, then Angle, and then two random others. The Revival. The um, B team. Not the B team. Not the B team. Um, and then who would they be? Yeah, so Slater Corbin, and Rhino. <laughs> Corbin, AOP. And then you've got you've Owens, you've got Elias. Owens and Elias. Yeah, there we go. I mean, so the, the Hill team is a lot easier to pick, which in a way just shows how thin on the ground they are with good baby faces on Raw. Are we we'll we not going to get to the next match of the night? <laughs> I'm trying to hold off as much as possible. Because I know this is gonna, <laughs> I know you're gonna lay into us on this one. <sighs> we'll move on from Finn versus Jinder. Finn picked up the win, by the way, but it should be pointed out Jinder. with a roll up against Jinder Mahal. Like this is Finn Balor, man. Anyway, yeah, but it, it fit in with the kind of story of the match. Did you see? 
Bailey's a belly to belly or belly to Bailey suplex yeah, on Sunil, which guy very nearly went wrong. Guy didn't know which way to go. No, <laughs> she tried to try to lift him. She kind of didn't jump the right way, and he almost yeah almost got injured. Um, speaking of injuries, then Matt, we're gonna have to get to it. The six woman tag team match between the Bellas and Natalia against the Riot Squad, obviously Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Riot. Started alright. Uh, I think Nikki started off with Sarah Logan, that was fine. With Liv. With Liv. Hello, it was with Liv. With Liv. Uh, and then it all sort of started to go a little bit downhill. When Coincidentally, Brie when Brie Bella happened to get into the ring. Now, based on our conversation that we had last week, I say conversation. It was more of a rant from your heart. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a rant from me. Based on, our, based, on your, based on last week's podcast, we all know that you're not Brie's biggest fan. Um, this obviously can't have helped her cause with you. So Not a fucking bit. Well, I mean, okay. Well, from your point of view then, Matt. So obviously, just to recap on it, Brie was going for the yes kicks. At some point, she actually connected with Liv Morgan's face or side of her head. Twice. Uh, and then she yeah, connected again um, with the yes kick before sort of she tried to pin her. She was completely limp by this point. Brie couldn't even hook her leg because she wasn't being she wasn't having any cooperation because Liv was out of it. Uh, and then Brie sort of tries to get something out of her by making it look like Liv is pushing her back into the corner. But really, she's just dragging her by her neck. Um, to the corner, where at which point you can hear her say, "Yeah, she's out." Uh, before I think Ruby Riot tags in, or so I think it is Ruby Riot tags in forcefully <laughs> by just slapping Liv Morgan's shoulder or whatever. Um, so Liv Morgan clearly was out cold at some point during this match. Matt, from your point of view, what happened? Why did it happen? Well, I I think looking back on it. I don't think Bree's watching her as she's doing the kicks. I think and that I think that's a fair point, statement. She wins, she wins her, which makes her duck a little, Liv Morgan duck a little bit, and then bosh twice to the face. But yeah. if you're in control of it, she you should have seen that she's winded her and then stopped. I, I think, I think. By by the time she kind of connected with the one around the, the kind of jawline, um, she'd already hit about four, f- like f- somewhere between three and five by that point. And I, I think that like having watched it back in in slow motion, I think that maybe Liv had thought that she was going to wind up for the big one a bit sooner, so she didn't snap back as quickly as she would for the like the quicker ones because she thought that the big one was coming. But Brie wasn't ready yet and just continued kicking at the same height because Bri- Brie's foot doesn't change height at all. Um, so then she she starts to kick a bit faster rather than going for the big one, so which then knocks her on the chin, which I assume is the one that knocked her out, and then the knocking her <laughs> just booting her straight in the face again may have been the one that kind of brought her to. Um, it was it was just a bit uncomfortable to watch because I felt like personally they kind of handled it terribly. I mean, like, yeah. you can see, like, obviously, like, Brie was having problems hooking her legs and stuff, which is a telltale sign that she's completely out. But, yeah. like, yeah, you can see that Brie kicked out for her. Yeah. Brie lifts up her shoulder. Um, but, I mean, probably the last thing you should do with someone who's just sustained a head injury is, like, drag them by the neck. Yeah. That could 
probably couldn't have just couldn't really pick the worst thing to do. Um, what, what really annoys me about WWE and it's I don't know it's banged into every wrestler that it should carry on isn't it? Yeah. But why can't you just stop a match for something like that? Yeah, well, I think to, to be honest, like, can... every wrestler in the world would would do it. Like, and you, you see later on when when she comes in to do the um, the triple suplex spot. If you watch it back, she just just she tries to get into the ring, and the referee's stopping her, and he's saying, "Get down, get down, get on the floor," and she runs in anyway and does it. I mean, like it should have been at that point, like before before even getting to that point, she should have. Which I, I assume she was being evaluated by the doctors and maybe kind of pushed her way back up, which is. Fair play to her. She's a lot tough, tougher than I am. Um, I'd still be out now. But, um, yeah, like, I guess just all wrestlers would do that. I mean, it's. I'm just watching it back now. Um, it's actually six kicks before the before the seventh one, which seems to connect with her in the face. Um, and... You're right, it doesn't seem as though Bree's like the trajectory of her kicks changes in any way, but it is just the rhythm and the speed of them. Yeah, it just suddenly picks up. And it, uh, but that is what happens with the Eskits. They do... Yeah, they do get a bit faster a bit, before a bit the wind-up for the big one. Before the last one. Um, I think, Matt, you're right. If Bree was... Bree isn't really looking at her when she's doing it. She's actually looking she's at Ruby probably, Riot. She's saying, giving them to the Riot squad, like, this one's for you, this one's yeah, for you. Um, which... You know, is when you've been doing these kicks for years, which she does, she has been doing them for a few years. I know she's taken a long time out. Um, you do just work on like instinct and rhythm, like, and I understand maybe she wouldn't be looking because she kind of she just knows where to put her foot. And the emphasis on that move is actually on the receiver, isn't it, to take it properly? And I'm not saying that Liv Morgan is at fault here because she's not. Um, I just think people are going overboard. On the fact that, hey, this is Brie Bella, and yeah, she had those couple of suicide dive botches the other week, if you want to call that. Personally, one I didn't think one of one, one of which for me was Sarah Logan, was on Sarah Logan, um, and I just people are jumping on it. And I go back to my previous point from a couple of weeks ago: had this been Seth, or had this been Finn, or even Daniel Bryan, nobody would be reacting like this. I, I think the the bigger problem here is that Brie Bella should stop trying to wrestle like Daniel Bryan and should just wrestle like Brie Bella. Well, yeah, uh, I would agree with that point. I, I don't know exactly what you know style what else I think is really bad? Wrestling. That she should be able to pull a relatively new person through a match which she looks like she is incapable of doing. Yeah, I mean, obviously Brie's been around for a long time, um, well, but I don't think when that relatively new person isn't with it. <laughs> but I mean, you've you just booted them in the face. Yeah, I mean, she she's a ten year veteran. I guess that they would say that. Um, and but she has taken a lot of time off um, through you know not because she doesn't want to wrestle, but because she's gone and had a child. I mean, and I've I've I've, fucking I've... selfish bitch. <laughs> but I've um. You know, I've read a fair amount of what people's comments on Twitter, and most of it is really negative. But it's it's interesting that the majority of the not positive, but the majority of the the tweets and the, and the messages that are not supporting her, but basically saying that these things happen, are people who have experience of wrestling yeah, in that, the that, ring. That's who... one of the things I was going to say is that 
every every single person I've seen who's commented on it, who's been in the ring and is a wrestler, like like Tommy Dreamer had a really strong opinion on it. Like everyone who I've seen who's been a wrestler has said, not Brie Bella's fault. It's just an act. It's just one of those things. Yeah. All accident. right. So what about the other clusterfuck moment that she had in the match? It it just seemed to like I feel like it just shook up everyone. Yeah. Um, and it would it would be in 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 her defense and everyone's defense. Once that that sort of thing happens in a match, you know that it's not likely that the rest of that match is going to go completely smoothly because you're second guessing everything. You're you're probably worrying about the condition you've got, of Liv you've Morgan. You've got to change the whole match on the fly because now they're, they're one entire competitor down. Yeah, and I mean, but you're right, Matt. There, there was a spot where she, I think, she was catapulted into Ruby Riot, and I think Ruby was supposed to. I think get, Ruby was supposed to forearm her, and but she, she forearmed, she forearmed Ruby, Ruby, and, and she looked well. like she stiffed it. Yeah, um, which. Again, not great. And yeah, that one's probably on Brie because she probably forgot what she's supposed to be doing. You could see because her Logan catapults her. She hits Ruby. Ruby gives her the look like to this bitch really just do that. <laughs> Ruby like no sells it and like strolls into the ring and Sarah Logan just stands around literally just shoulder shrugs. Yeah. Because that's, I don't know what that was. And then Ruby proceeds to just kick her in the chest. Yeah. Which is probably what Brie should have done to Liv. <laughs> yes, she should have done. Um... But okay, so Bree and um, Matt, you're not obviously Bree's biggest fan. Uh, I'm assuming that, uh, mo- like most wrestling fans who I've seen online, you're of the opinion that Bree shouldn't really be anywhere near a WWE ring at the minute. Not if she's not ready. Well, I mean, it's I get I see I I'm on the fence with it. I'm when I'm on the fence. I get what people are saying. But I just think. It is one of those things. It was an accident. I mean, had she not done the suicide dive, um, well, not she had not had the suicide dive incidents the other week, would people be making as big a deal out of it this week? Yeah, like, she's just not She's not a good wrestler. But re- remember those, like, not that I'm making a comparison between the two, but remember a few years ago when Seth Rollins couldn't stop injuring people and... Like Bret Hart would come out saying he's unsafe and all that kind of stuff, but now look at him now. Everyone loves him and he's one of the best in the world. And like, I, not that I'm saying Bree's anything like Seth Rollins, but no. like Seth didn't get anywhere near that that backlash. And 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 take it even more recently, where, um, Sasha Banks broke Alexa Bliss's nose and then ended Paige's career. And Bank, Banks did get a lot. She, of I mean, she, yeah, but that was I mainly that, for though. the Paige stuff. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, not. I gave her a lot of shit for that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love Paige. But it, but these things happen, and I guarantee Paige harbors no ill will towards Paige Sasha Banks. Did an interview this week about it, saying um, she she felt terrible, and there were people in the arena who were chanting like Sasha sucks and all that kind of stuff. She was saying how Sasha was the one who stayed by her side all night and literally like apologizes every time she sees her and like constantly calls her and checks up on her and all this kind of stuff. And Paige like she said that she. Has absolutely no hard feelings whatsoever. Like she, she said it was her fault for like overcompensating. Like she, she was being a bit arrogant and thinking that her neck was just as strong as it was before when it really wasn't. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a, a stiff kick, but full full health page would have would have taken that easy. Yeah, but I just think I, I mean you can go even further back with instances. I mean, Lita nearly broke her neck on a suicide dive many many years ago, and everyone considers her to be one of the all time greats. You know, so I think it is a case of people are are targeting her because there's a, a perceived series of botches. Um, I'm not targeting her because she's botching. I'm targeting her because she's not a fucking good wrestler. 
But do you know, do you not, not do you not agree that she is? Do you think she is the worst wrestler on WWE's roster? Yeah, that's a big claim. I'd say she's, she's certainly the worst, a, she's a the worst woman. I don't on think. The roster. I I would argue that Lana is a lot worse. Um, fuck off, Lana's not a wrestler. <laughs> she is. She was in the main event of SmackDown. She's uh, not a wrestler. Um, I would but argue. I would put her on par with Brie Bella. I would put Brie Bella on par with say Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, if I'm no, honest. They're better than that. I don't see anything from them which suggests that they're any better than Brie Bella. Where do we put like Eva Marie on this list? <laughs> she was terrible. Um, I mean, it's a debate you can have. I mean, for me, Brie Bella deserves to be um, on the roster. And people are, people, a lot of people are moaning that they're taking the limelight from other people. They're literally putting over a younger group of talent in this match. Yeah, I, I do. What I'm going to say now is going to be really controversial and I could possibly get a lot of shit for it. <laughs> That's not like Brie you. Bella is a diva. She is not a women's wrestler. I've seen that said a lot. I mean, at the end of the day, right, in, in F1, when, when two, two racers like, have, a, have a collision and it's not clear whose fault it is, they just call it a racing incident. I just think this was just a wrestling incident. Like, it... Was it solely either either party's fault? No. I Were think both... too much trust is put on Brie Bella, and she can't handle it. Well, I mean, this. Well, what, are, we, are we then going to have to have this discussion every single time someone gets injured, though? Not if they're a because I, I don't uh, recall her ever injuring anyone before. I'm not. I'm not saying she's going out in the ring to injure people. No. I'm... I wouldn't imagine you would, because no, no one ever does that unless you're low key. I'm saying she's not a very good wrestler, and things like this can happen when people aren't good at their job. I think I think this is a case of us having to uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> Personally, I'm, I mean, I'm not about to claim that Brie Bella is one of the best wrestlers. In I'm, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of the Bellas, like in ring wise. I'm. I'm. Do you know? What I'm not a fan of people tarring Nikki with the same brush because for me, Nikki no, is a very good actually, wrestler. Actually, Nikki can wrestle. Yeah, and she's I'm... come on leaps and bounds, and she maintains a very high level of performance. Um, she's gone from being a diva to a women's wrestler. And, and to be honest, but could you not argue that Brie <clears throat> has maybe struggled with that transition because she's had to take that time off? I know Nikki has as well. No, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like... <laughs> Because Nikki. I think she'd still be as bad if she'd have stayed. I think Nikki Bella gets a lot of shit. Um, but people, don't, I don't think people always realise, like, there's absolutely no need for her to come back. And not, not with the fact that she's, like, a big reality star or anything like that. But she's legitimately got a bad neck. Yeah. And she was told, like, you shouldn't, you should, you shouldn't wrestle. You should only take certain kinds of moves. Mm. And then she's here, like... I'm I'm sure like, as soon as Evolution's out of the way, then they'll they'll be gone. Maybe pop up at the Royal Rumble or something. But no, like, there's a certain like I guess respect that you need that you need to to have. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do with <clears throat> with the six woman tag at in Australia because I assume there's no way Liv's going to be cleared in time with a concussion. So do they make it just a tag? Match? Do they give Ruby a title shot in a one on one against Ronda? Mm. I don't know. Have um, have they confirmed it, that she had a concussion? 
I don't necessarily oh, I, know if I yeah, haven't seen anything saying they have. I mean, it would make sense that she was concussed, uh, but you can be knocked out without being concussed. There is that possibility. Yeah, yeah. I I was more thinking that like I know obviously she got knocked loopy and stuff. I was more thinking, having watched the replay, that she might have maybe had like a broken jaw or something because she gets kicked like square in the jaw, Twice. which is what knocks her out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was thinking maybe more about that. I think like I haven't seen enough from from this incident from online of people saying I hope Liv's okay yeah and again we said this about when, when Brie may or may not have botched those suicide dives the first comment of people was oh my god so funny Brie's so shit it wasn't oh my god she nearly hurt herself yeah, I hope she's alright and uh, which and again as I keep coming back to it I don't think a, a male talent would get these types of comments if I'm honest maybe someone like I don't know, Jinder Mahal, who people don't like. <laughs> um, we spent a lot of time on this subject. We have spent a lot of time on the Bellas. Too much time on the Bellas. Three quarters of Raw and entire SmackDown. <laughs> but I think, Matt, I see your point. I just think, take the suicide dive botches and, other, and previous ones out of the equation and take this incident in isolation. I don't think people would have this same reaction. That's all I'm saying. I would. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I just don't think she's she's a wrestler, and oh, I think she's a sports entity. This is also controversial. I think she lives off of Daniel Bryan's rep- reputation. But she, uh, I mean, the show's not called Total Bryan. <laughs> she she did also have a wrestling career before she met and married Daniel Bryan as well. So um, let's remember that. Um, but yeah, we'll move on from the Bellas because we have spent a long time. But we're, it, I just want to say, Liv Morgan, I hope she's doing all right. She's For me, she's impressed me this year as well. So Yeah, I think she um, she has a, a massive future, um, great upside. And I'm sure sh- she'll be back as soon as she can because it does seem like, <clears throat> having followed following her on, on Instagram and stuff, it does seem like she legitimately loves wrestling. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she'll be back as soon as she can. Yeah, hope she... Uh, yeah, best wishes to Liv Morgan. Speedy recovery. Um, right, moving on to the rest of Raw then. I mean, there wasn't too much. I mean, this Raw was good. I mean, it was It was an average Raw, I think. But it was Yeah, it wasn't great. There was a tag team title defence between... Well, from between Dolph and Drew defending against the Revival. Um, really which was match. a good match. Really good match, actually. I, but... think this, I think this showed why the Revival should be considered one of the better tag teams. It was the first real glimpse that we've seen of NXT revival. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. And there, but there was, but then they haven't been booked. They haven't been booked. No, they haven't never well. really been allowed to showcase what they can do most, like most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but and to me, it's, it felt like they were working as faces. Yeah, they match. were definitely the baby face, and you could tell like from their facial expressions and like they still had their revivalisms, like. Good word. <laughs> Think things you wouldn't get from baby faces where like he's doing the submission and he's going break his arm, break like you wouldn't get that with other teams, but um yeah, if there if there had to be baby faces in a match between two heels it was definitely them. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, it was a it was an enjoyable match. And Dol- you know what? Dolph Ziggler for me is finally living up to the name Show Stealer. Because for the last couple of months, albeit most like almost every match he's been in that's involved Seth has been match of the night but yeah he's been having consistent matches of the night 
Yeah, and shout out to Drew McIntyre as well. Yeah. Um, because he's obviously brought a new component to this Dolph Ziggler character. Because um, we've never really seen Dolph. I mean, okay, he had the thing with Big E. He was kind of his leader then, but he was young. Um, but now we're sort of seeing Dolph is the old hat, the old hand, and Drew is the young, sort of powerful badass. Um, and this team works really great. So they're tag team champions. They're having great matches. Um, Drew McIntyre's only thirty. Yeah, really great momentum for both of these both of these guys. And the revival finally, we're actually getting to see what they can do. Um, people were well up for them winning this match as well. Yeah, <clears throat> some some moves that I'd never seen from the revival. Yeah, Dash Wilder going nuts. Yeah, I, I remember watching. Um, <coughs> I remember watching NXT TakeOver London from 2015 and it was a fatal tag team fatal four-way with the revival um, American Alpha and Enzo and Cass and someone else and people were chanting which one's Dawson yeah, which yeah. one's Dash <laughs> I remember going like I have no, no idea who these, these guys are really. I didn't think they were really going to be anything because all the focus was on Enzo and Cass or American Alpha Yeah, and then um, yeah, prove me wrong. Yeah, they did prove you wrong. Um, so hopefully they start proving management wrong and we start to see more of them and maybe even a tag team title run with them fairly soon because I think there is definitely a story in them working with the Shield to take the titles off of Drew and Dolph. Yeah, potentially. I think because of the lack of aforementioned lack of baby faces, they could really help fill that, that gap quite nicely. And I suppose after this match, we then had Seth Rollins trying to turn the tables with the uh, Mortal Mind Games. So we did, yeah. I can't, I couldn't quite remember whether this was before or after the match. Um, but Seth Rollins approached um, Drew McIntyre. This is actually after Dolph had approached Dean backstage as well, and just reiterated some of what he'd said um, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. But but Seth Rollins approaches Drew, who's just inexplicably on his own um, <laughs> backstage, just drinking, drinking out of the water bottle. Um, and Seth sort of approaches him and tries to use the same sort of psychology that the um, Dolph had used on Dean earlier in the night, basically saying, uh, don't you think you should be the leader of this? And don't you think you should be the one Dolph's getting the, the one getting all the Intercontinental matches. Title matches. And you literally carried him out of a match the other week. Um, but don't you think it's your turn? Um, it's interesting to see what they're doing with that one. I mean... And then uh, Dolph coming up like, hey, what was that about? Yeah, and nothing. Just like yeah, think nothing. Um, so, you know, I think I like the storyline that they're doing. This whole like re- almost reverse psychology sort of thing. Um, just all, the architect both teams. Both teams trying to get into the other team's head. Uh, I think it's really, really. I think it's coming to a head at Survivor Series. But I, I mean, it does kind of depend on the Brock Lesnar situation. Do we think Brock is available? I don't think Brock will be at Survivor Series, will he? No. Uh, really fucked. Uh, I'm not assuming that there will be a, a universal title match at Survivor Series, um, which might actually pave the way for the WWE title to actually be in the main event. <laughs> Don't be stupid. It'll be the Shield. <laughs> okay, yeah, it'll, it'll be Roman. Um, so yeah, shout out to um, Braun Strowman's clusterfuck of a promo at the beginning of the show. By the way, when he calls it WWE Super, <laughs> Super show, show, and it says how. And the four of us, not including Baron Corbin, are going to beat you. And I was like, who the fuck is he talking about? Who's the four of us? 
wasn't that? Part... That's when Seth was like, "Oh, you might want to go back to school. Your maths." No, that's what he meant. He meant um, Dean Ambrose. But that was before he mentioned. That was before because yeah, that was that was the lead into Dolph's part. Yeah, that's what he was going on about. That's what he was getting at. I get it. Now. You didn't get that. Didn't get these hands. Um, should have made it clearer. <laughs> should have stupid just moved, moved the, the mic a bit further away from his mouth. It would have been easier to understand. <laughs> oh, it really annoys you, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so surely you think someone by now? Like, I feel like that's the exact kind of thing that someone like Vince would hate. Yeah. Just from all the random shit you hear that he hates. Yeah. Like, apparently he hates. You're joking me. Vince ain't gonna say anything to him. <laughs> he, he hates like pronouns and stuff. He hates. Like, have you ever noticed that um, when commentators? watch replays and they speak on replays they always say things like like early in the night Seth would then go on to be attacked by Braun Strowman and then Braun would hit the running power slab you never hit you never say like oh Braun he. hits the running power slab or Braun Braun hit the power slab they always say he goes on to hit the power slab oh, really? apparently he hates past tense really yeah that's exactly like that's what uh, you're literally showing something that happened in the past yeah like that's what Bruce Pritchard talks about he remembered him like bringing it up in a meeting once and he's like but we're but we're showing you things that <laughs> happened in the past. Like, how are you meant to talk about it? So yeah, if you ever watch like replays, if you watch them back, they'll always say like, "Oh, Roman would then go on to pick up the victory and stuff like that." Corey, uh, yeah, I can always picture Corey saying that. Actually, now you've now you've mentioned it. Yeah. Um, Keep an eye out next week. Yeah, that's interesting. Good fact. Uh, but anyway, back to the action. Yeah. So Seth and uh, having this interesting conversation with Drew, I like where they're going with it. I think it's probably going to run to Survivor Series, so that's good. Um, and yeah, I'm all for it. Really, I like this this rivalry. Yeah, it's been it's kept real entertaining. And it's mixed things up a bit. We went from Dolphin Seth to, to Dolphs. Well, I guess Drew was already in the stage, but in the in from Dolphin way, Seth to Dolphin versus no Dolphin Drew versus Seth, and then Dolphins. Dean was in the mix, yeah. and then Roman's in the mix now. So it's yeah, it's good. Uh, nice to keep it fresh. Um, the rest of Raw. So I mean, it's a bit. It was a bit forgettable. I mean, that was obviously the main event. Um, it was a little bit shit. Yeah, I mean, so it was a six-man tag between the Shield, for apparently teaming for the first time in a year on Raw. Did uh, they mention that? They did, yes. I, I only heard him mention it about 36 times. <laughs> um, like, I, like, I get it, but you just don't have to say it every single time. You can just say, like, oh, yeah, it's the first time Shield teamed together in ages. You don't have to say oh, this is the first time that S.H.I.E.L.D. have teamed on Monday Night Raw in over a year. Like, say it the exact same sentence every single time. It's weird. Yeah, it was. that's Michael Cole for you. It's just like, that's not how humans would speak to each other. <laughs> so odd. I'd never want to speak to Michael Cole. Actually, I do. I want to tell him to stop saying it's boss mm. time and stop saying, just, who's the big dog? Just stop being a twat. Who's the big dog? Um... Yeah, stop. Just stop being Michael Cole. Just be someone else. Be Michael Coulthard. Yeah, see what he's like in real life. He's retired. <laughs> oh, God. I imagine. Um, but Baron Corbin, his two taxi partners were the authors of Pain. Nope. The AOP. Or even just AOP. They're not. They're officially AOP now. What? They're not the authors of Pain, oh. which now makes their finishing move being called the last chapter makes no sense anymore. <laughs> Well, it still stands for Authors of Pain. You can't I don't just think it's AOP. Think... That's just a collection of sounds. I think they're just. Did anyone else think that? 
thing he looked absolutely fucking ridiculous next to Baron yeah. Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. does look ridiculous, doesn't he? He looks like the little brother. Yeah. Did... But, like, why would they get rid of Paul Ellering and get that? I mean, I'm not against him being with them. Just why does he have to dress like them? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, wear a suit. Has anyone ever noticed that, um, like, especially when they come up side by side with the shield, that AOP is just wearing green shield gear? Yeah. Just like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles version. And also, like, the commentator said something how, like, I can't remember which way round it was, but it was like, Akum weighs in at 250 and Razar weighs at three, uh, 320. I was like, if you look at the both of them, there's no way one of them weighs 70 whole pounds more than the other. I know, They're I was both just fucking huge. I was looking at them both thinking, which one of these yeah, which is one, the smaller guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, he does not weigh... If he weighs 330, he does not weigh 250. They're both around the 300 pound mark. But yeah, no, it's... Um, is one of them Samoan? I'm no, not sure. One, They're Albanian, aren't they? One of them's Albanian and one's from like... Well, like Romania, kind of. T- they're both from like that kind of area in Europe. Mm, oh, I thought one was like from Europe and one was Samoan. No, not as far as I'm aware. It wouldn't surprise me if one was Samoan. Let's face it, there's enough of them. Um. So yeah, this match went down. It was. It was alright. I mean, each of these. I don't know. I just thought it was a bit of a not a cluster fight. It was just a bit disjointed. Yeah, a bit shit. <laughs> that wasn't the word I was going to use. I think it was a bit... It, it was all right. Um, and this is the first time that we've seen AOP really in the main event, I think, on in on the main roster. Yeah, or I, anywhere near the main event, really. I, I don't really call, uh, recall any kind of moment where I sat and watched it and thought, like, oh, this is, kind of, this is a bit awkward. But I, I like the story they told with Dean throughout the match, how they were struggling. Dean comes in and clears house literally beats up everyone and like Seth comes in and kind of tries to steal the thunder Roman tags himself in and picks up the victory and they're celebrating in the ring with their titles while Dean's on the outside like I kind of like that yeah I thought that was quite good and, like, oh, I, I thought, thought the, only, the only person making any kind Dean of deal that was was Corey and I thought that maybe that it could have been mentioned outside of that I thought that they could have done the thing where he walks up to Braun and that and then Kick the shit out of them. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted him to like look at them and just give them the finger, not in <laughs> Valentine's Day way. <laughs> just flipping the bird. What you should have done is because they were all they all had steel chairs, didn't they? Should have walked up to him, like been like, "Give me one of your steel chairs, then and I'll go hit her," and then just turn around and smacked Dolph Ziggler with it or something. So stupid of them. <laughs> I, I liked. Um, he was a stupid. As they were walking down to the ring with their chairs, I liked Corey Gray's mention of this looks. Um, it looks eerily, eerily familiar to the night we found out about Plan B, which yeah. I feel like was was probably wasted on most people. Yeah, because he wasn't as explicit enough of just saying this reminds me of the night it was set turned his back on the <laughs> yeah. shield. Well, sometimes subtlety is better, right? And yeah, I feel like in that instance, probably more like more specific that, details would have been. Yeah, that necessary. line would work well on a video package because then they could then insert a flashback yeah. to the incident. But yeah, I feel like just. There and then it just got a bit wasted. Yeah, I think it did. Because um, it took me a while. Like after about ten seconds, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what you meant." Rather than just straight <laughs> really? away. Really? I kind of got it straight away. <laughs> I wasn't really paying that much attention. <laughs> you mean you don't watch vi- intently? I was working from home. <laughs> I don't watch it intently anymore, to be honest. 
because mm. I have less time to watch it. Remember our first few episodes when we used to take notes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to laugh. Proper I used to write like two pages, like my first two or three episodes, I wrote like two whole pages of notes every time. <laughs> on every I used single to pause match. it after every match and write notes. <laughs> God forbid oh. I could do that now. That would take me about nine years. Oh, we were so innocent and young. Naive. Yeah, fuck it now. Yeah. Who don't... listens anyway? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this match ended, ended with Roman sort of taking the win for his team. Dean on the outside. Who uh, uh, Corbin taking all three finishes within about a minute. Yeah, he did. Uh, probably the fastest anyone's ever got from. Yeah, the he got stomp. from the curb stomp within about ten seconds. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see what. We'll you see, see uh, after the show, they put Corbin through a table with a shield. Oh, power did they? Mm. I've not seen that. I'm sure that made the crowd happy. I feel like that should have been how how the night ended. Like have them stand in there with a fist, pick him up, do that, and then just stare down the dogs of war. Yeah, like, this is what we'll do to you. Just you one crits. comment. Yeah. I think Roman Reigns looks a lot more comfortable as part of the Shield than he does on his own. Do you? Do you think he gets that confidence from sort of knowing that he's got people to work off of? Maybe. Yeah, maybe just like it's not all on him. He can come in and do his do his big stuff. Because like one of, one of my problems with Roman, which I was got, well, it was what I was going to mention against Baron last week, is that he just saunters around the ring too much for me. Mm. Like, I feel like there's not enough urgency in what he does. But when he gets to a pay per view, he's like completely the opposite. In a big match, like all of his matches against Brock Lesnar, for instance, at SummerSlam, he was, it was like 100 mile an hour. Yeah, but that, that's with the kind of inbuilt story of Brock that he like has to beat him, he can't beat him, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I just feel like sometimes he just kind of swaggers and saunters a bit too much around the ring. Yeah. So yeah, when he's when he's in a two or three man environment, he can just come in, do his shit, and let the others do their stuff. Hmm. And there's plenty of stuff for Def, uh, for Def, Dean and Seth to get in as well. So um, I'm like, you know, just a word on Dean Ambrose. I'm, I am liking this new Dean Ambrose. He's not too dissimilar. Gimmicky. But, but yeah, but he's cut out yeah, he's cut out a lot of the wacky Dean stuff, which we we were all asking yeah. for. He's just like he's unhinged. Yeah. He's not I'll, wacky. I'll quite happily admit I didn't like You didn't give Dean a shit about when, when he was, was gonna injured. return. Yeah. Just, but <laughs> yeah, Dolph, as he's come back, I'm quite happy. I like it. Yeah, Dolph uh Dolph Rollins. Dolph Ziggler when he was like, you know, when you had that staff infection, you nearly died. Mm. I was like, wait, did he? Yeah. I thought he just hurt his tricep. Yeah, I don't know, he must have done. Must be rude, otherwise I wouldn't mention it, right? <laughs> like Lib being back in the trainers room. What a dick. What a dick. And on that note, shall we uh shall we move on from Raw? Yeah, I just want to give shout out to Triple H for the for the line of the night. Where he says an undertaker talks about stealing my soul. I sold that a long time ago. That was good, actually, that, that promo. Cool I forgot to mention line. that. That was a good promo. Um, a little bit bored of the build-up to this, but Shawn Michaels is going to be on Raw again next week, so we'll see where we get to. We'll get some more of it. We'll see where we get to with that. Um, I'll be skipping that bit. <laughs> Come on, he's a legend. To be fair, the Fuck last... the last a legend. When the, the segment with him and The Undertaker was great. Great. <laughs> yeah yeah great alright okay so let's move on to Smackdown then so Smackdown I'm not quite sure where it where it was from in Colorado it was from Milwaukee it was both from it was both in Colorado oh it was both in Colorado wasn't it yep 
actually, was Raw from Colorado? Denver. Was Denver. it Denver? Yeah. Denver, sure? Colorado. Are you sure it was? Yeah, because it was Lashley's hometown. Oh, right, yeah. That was Lashley. the only reason why I was getting cheered. Oh, Leo Rush, by the way, mention, I'm enjoying Leo Rush. Even though his voice sounds really fake. He's really annoying voice. Well annoying. I think he is annoying, but it's I'm quite point. enjoying the um, story. He makes Bobby Lashley infinitely more interesting. And the, the little kiddie seat thing. Yeah. No, I think he, he's making it more annoying for me. Really? Yep. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I will admit, I do see him more as a heel. Um, Leo Rush, that is, not Bobby Lashley. Well, I wouldn't mind if that's if that led to a Lashley heel turn with him as the mouthpiece. Yeah. I don't think, I doubt that will happen, especially seeing as he's going against KO and Elias, but... Um, no one John Cena's turning up at mm. some point just mm. on the day and then leaving yeah uh, anyway back to SmackDown so this was from Denver Colorado the Mahal City again um, white ropes yeah white ropes apparently so you mentioned this Aiden you raised this to us I've not met, I've not noticed it but you obviously have a keener since, eye since Hell in a Cell SmackDown's had white ropes I wonder why just SmackDown interesting you know what it is because blue tapes more expensive. <laughs> it's just the kind of costs. No, oh, right. got One point six billion pound deal, dollar deal, whatever. Yeah. Gotta save the pennies. Um. So yeah, SmackDown kicked off. Well, how did SmackDown kick off? Anybody remember? Truth TV. Truth TV. That, that's true. It was Truth TV in a spoof of obviously Miz TV. Our Truth and Carmella in the ring. Carmella with her new oh my God. dark hair. Carmella looking... Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this a good or a bad, oh, my God? There's a great, oh, my God. Uh, she looks fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not against her new brown hair. I'm not against it. It's going to take some time to get adjusted. I feel like she very much suits blonde. Mm. Um, well, I, I think she is naturally a brunette, so... Yeah, she said trying to get back, get to, back to her to roots, roots or whatever. So, yeah, SmackDown kicking off with our truth and Carmella in their new uh, Truth TV segment with special guest Daniel Bryan. First ever guest on Truth TV. Big get. Big, very big get. First and last ever guest on Truth TV. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Um, it was, this was actually really funny. It was. I liked the reasoning as to why Truth TV was now a thing. Yeah. And how they actually explained it. It was just... I beat you the other week. You ain't got a title, so I can't take that. I'm going to take your show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truth is just really funny at the minute. He's got good delivery. So it's always a bit Gargano-ish, this storyline, don't you think, with with the whole how he's been consumed by hate and had to beat Champa by stooping to his level and ended up failing ultimately. Um, hopefully, I mean, I mean, I would hope that they would introduce such a good story as, as this one into their main roster. Yeah, um, I mean, it's already a good story to me. It is a good story, One of yeah. the best ones on SmackDown. Um, but I quite like the direction that they're heading with it. You know, D- Daniel Bryan having to question his, his moral compass and try to go against what he would normally do just to get a shot at the WWE Championship. But how much does the championship really mean to him? Yeah, and I feel like it would be, I think it would be his downfall. This uh, inability to uh, cross that line. I think will be his downfall at Super Soak Showdown. But we'll see. There'll, there'll be a clip of Brian's walking backstage and Brie goes up to him and she meant she's she's meant to say, kick his ass, but she'll botch it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she probably will. Um, she'll end up accidentally kicking him in the face. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. But we will. Um, 
The rest is Matt Landon. So we'll move on from this first segment. So um, there was a Big E versus Sheamus match, which was pretty good. I like that one. Sheamus picked up the win. So that's now twice in two weeks where the bar have got one over on a new day. So that's interesting leading up to their tag team match. New Day's um, new obsession with Cesaro's areolas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved Corey's comment about uh, the pancakes, by the way. I don't know if you picked up on it. He said he's always suspicious of New Day's pancakes, even more so now they're in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, didn't, I, I wasn't listening that much. Unprofessional. I was making food. Um, I mean a pot noodle. <laughs> pot <laughs> Such a well, student. you got to live, haven't you? Yeah. Um, for well, elsewhere on SmackDown, then out of nowhere, Randy Orton attacked Ty Dillinger during a match with Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, he, Aiden, this annoyed you, didn't it? Part of this. So this was a, for me. I, I quite liked the attack. It was great. Um, well, it wasn't great for Ty Dillinger, but he came out and he he started counting as though he was counting all of his moves, and he stopped after two, and he should have just gone to ten. Yeah, it didn't annoy me that much. I just thought like, he, like I, I was one. Well, he was walking around with his finger in the air, and I was wondering what he's doing. And then he did the second one, and he put two fingers up, and the commentators were like, two? Like, what? What is he doing?" Yeah. So then I assumed that he was going to just do a big move every single time, count all the way to ten. Um, yeah, he didn't. He just kind of went nuts on the outside, which I think for me personally would have been a bit cooler, just having him like do a clothesline and have that as free, and then have him. Stomp on him as forward, and the exclamation mark could be a 10 with an RKO or something. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't do the RKO anymore. Yeah, yeah he hasn't done it in ages. Did he even do it after the cell? No. Wow. It's going to come out of nowhere. Well, it's because um, I think it's uh, because the fans love it and they want to see it, so he's like yeah. purposely not doing it. I think that's part of part of the, the program. Like with anyway. Nakamura's music. And he attacks, so he attacked Ty Dinger beat the crap out of him and then Shinsuke does the uh, Kinshasa against the LED board which, uh, which looked fucking really brutal. painful he did actually legitimately bang his head off the board as well which looked pretty bad um, but hey I guess Shinsuke won't get shit for it uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's an interesting question is it just a coincidence that Shinsuke Nakamura seems to be the benefactor from everything Randy Orton does or is it something deeper than that I think it's just a coincidence at the moment. I think it, they could partially be using Randy as a mechanism just to get Nakamura some heat. Because um, <coughs> most of his heat at the moment has come off the back of things like attacks to his opponents, but he then just picks the bones. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's probably partly that. Yeah. Okay. So nothing deeper than that. More that I can think of. I don't um, think they're going to start a team anytime soon. Naomi and Asuka defeated Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville as the Iconics watched on commentaries. This was a bit passable, but, you know, fair enough. Um, I don't really see them as a real proper team, Naomi and Asuka, so it's a bit strange that this is come about. I guess they both need something to do. Do you know what we got? The return of Corey Graves' amazing commentary during Mandy Rose's entrances. <laughs> Literally, as soon How's as my hair? As soon, yeah, as soon as you hear the words Mandy, oh my God, Byron, how's my hair? <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I thought he was a lot better in just after the Rusev bit. Yeah, I loved him after that. <laughs> yeah. I was getting to the Rusev bit. I guess we should probably get to it now. So uh, Aiden, Rusev comes out demanding an answer from Aiden English as to why um, he attacked him last week. Shockingly, um, Aiden English comes out and basically says, 
you know, he made Rusev the most popular talent on the roster. They were doing so well, and then Lana basically fucked it up. Um, and that he claims that everything was going fine until she got came back onto the scene and started getting involved in their business and then showed these two video packages, one being their good times before Lana, one being their bad times after Lana. He then went on to, re- well, not reveal, he then went on to drop a little bit of a grenade in there by basically saying, Lana's so great to her husband, she so, stands by his side, she's so honest, but is she honest enough to tell him about that one night? Hashtag in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Um, which and then pr- proceeded to leave. Now, did anybody else notice the bit of the fuck up that Tom Phillips did in this? Yeah, he re- he revealed pretty shortly after that we've got video. Like, like he said something like, "Does he have video evidence?" He said that Aiden English claims to have video evidence about of, twenty of, minutes before Aiden about twenty claimed... minutes before he claimed to have video evidence. Yes, um, so that was a bit strange. Because uh, they went into a promo after the match where Aiden said next week he'll show the video evidence that he's got. Which, you know, I mean, surely that's not PG. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was like. Sh- it, must, it mustn't be something romantic. It must have just been Lana being like, oh, fuck it, damn it, Rusev, man. <laughs> yeah, I've got him a tank. Know. What did I get for it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Do you see any babies? It'd probably just be, her, it'd be CCTV footage of her going up to his hotel room or something, going in and then leaving later or something, looking dishevelled. That'll be pretty much the extent of it, I reckon. Much like the old uh, Enzo night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Enzo was a little bit dishevelled on that night. Um, but yeah, I mean, interesting development. Didn't see this one coming. No, um, I feel like it's a good direction for them to go in because it leaves you a week of questioning what it could be. Yeah. Um plant seeds of doubt between Lana and Rusev and it's not just I turned on you because I don't like you anymore (laughs) and also um, it's a a useful development for the story like this this isn't something that's just going to go away quickly yeah it's it's something which has to have a conclusion and what happened in Milwaukee yeah and whatever did happen adds another layer to Rusev's and Lana's whatever did or didn't happen in in Milwaukee you, you would imagine Rusev wants to get his revenge yeah and apologies, folks. We seem to have lost Matt this week. Um, he's gone and he's fallen and he can't get back up. Slash, he had to go. Um, but we were just talking about Lana and Rusev and Aiden English. And Lana, Lana's night wasn't done with Aiden English's revelations. She was in action, actually, in the main event of SmackDown. Against... Kinda. Well, it was the main event in terms of in-ring. The main event match. Yeah. Um, against SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch, who ran into Rusev and Lana backstage, said some nice things about Milwaukee um, and then basically said because she's a champ she can do what she wants so I'm going to have a match with you now so get in the ring <laughs> that's kind of how it went yeah basically um, Milwaukee about all of this. what was that she can Milwaukee or Milwalk her ass down to the ring mm-hmm. um, so yeah this is Becky's new attitude and we saw her earlier in the night apparently Charlotte was posing for a photo shoot and she was attacked by Becky um, backstage quite viciously Becky then posed over her lifeless body with the with the uh, women's title above her head um, this seems to be Becky's new attitude people are loving it I love the way the photographer was just freely taking photos throughout the attack yeah. <laughs> you would wouldn't you just document it it's not like it's being filmed um, but yeah no I liked it I thought this was this is good I think Becky I'm still a little bit concerned about what they're trying to do with Becky 
Like, are they are they going full on? Okay, she's healed. Are they going to the tweener, or are they saying right the fans are going to want her to be faced, so we'll just make her a badass? I I don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, it it does seem she definitely is leaning more heavily towards the uh, the heel side, just with some of the her mannerisms. But again, like we said last week, like she's seeming just a bit of a heel for to Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> like she's going around, she's like taunting with the belt for the fans she's posing for the fans not necessarily like blowing them off or anything mm. um yeah it just seems to be for sure like yeah she was maybe a little bit of a dick to lana but mm. she wasn't saying anything particularly out of order no and she didn't like beat her up after the match or anything yeah. like that she just put her in the disarmor and then beat her as you'd expect really yeah um so that was that Let's see what, how that develops with Becky. And then the, I guess the technical main event of the evening was the contract signing for the WWE title match at Super Showdown between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. So Paige was out there. She'd hired security to come out. She said she knows how these contract signings end, which is good because I hate it when people are surprised when yeah. contract signings end in violence. Uh, AJ comes out. At the same time, just do it backstage. Yeah, or, or just don't do it. Yeah, don't, <laughs> like, don't advertise it or don't present it, whatever. Um, so AJ Styles comes out and basically uh, well Samojo doesn't AJ Styles says that you know Samojo's not going to have enough balls to come out and face him man to man he's more likely to attack him from behind he starts looking around says he's got eyes in the back of his head uh, Paige introduces Samojo but he doesn't come out we introduce him again he doesn't come out Paige is sort of backtracking says oh he, she was told he'd be there AJ starts to sort of mouth off a little bit and then all of a sudden Joe appears on the screen. I found him, AJ says. Um, Not quite. Not quite. Um, I'm still intrigued as to how they do this. Like, how would this realistically work? How would Joe get a satellite link from his phone to the Titantron in the arena? I mean, like, was Joe FaceTiming... At WWE? (laughs) Or was he FaceTiming Tyler Breeze, whose phone was still hooked up to the Titantron? (laughs) Is he FaceTiming Kevin Dunn? Yeah, maybe. But, um, Did he just record a whole thing and then send it in to WWE? <laughs> was he not actually there? Was he on Facebook Live? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, no, so Joe basically he sort of starts off by saying, he's outside because he's outside. Um, he see the Styles letterbox, yeah. which... Let's be honest, I don't think they have styles written outside. The I don't know, AJ world. was pretty convinced that was his letterbox. Hey, <laughs> that's my house. That's my Paige, house. That's my He's house, at my Paige. house. <laughs> that's my letterbox. That's He's the at... house that AJ Styles built. <laughs> I think they, Joe should have played on that. That's what... He should have said, I'm I'm here. I'm at the house that AJ Styles built. <laughs> that was most menacing. <laughs> well, Joe was very menacing. Should have just kicked down one of the white picket fences. There's no need for vandalism. <laughs> He's not going to incriminate himself on TV. No. Um, so Joe's at AJ Styles' family home, apparently, um, in Georgia, I believe. And in yeah, Gainesville. Gainesville. Um, and yeah, he seems to be basically threatening to go inside AJ's house, which, in in a way, isn't really a crime. But he he wasn't threatening to break in. He's not. Good. He's just ringing the doorbell when he's going to let him in. We didn't get that far. Uh, he rang the doorbell and then SmackDown cut off after Joe said rather menacingly, Daddy's home. Which, pretty creepy. 
Yeah, a little bit. Kind of in keeping with the rest of this Samoa Joe character. Though. Are we going to get Samoa Joe versus Wendy Styles House of Horror match? Yeah. I think next week on SmackDown that's been announced as the next... House of Honor, of... seeing as you know, they're all from Ring of Honor. <laughs> um, no, I don't think we are. Samoa Joe versus Wendy is definitely a mismatch. I think Wendy's got that one sewn up. Matt would say that Wendy's a better wrestler than Brie. Yeah, he probably would say that. And and their daughter as well. <laughs> she's like three. I think she's better than that. Um, and yeah, and then SmackDown went off the air. So interesting, um, interesting story that they're telling. I thought this might lead to this at some point. Yeah, and I'm glad they did because it it just gives you a break from regular feuds. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, bit... I'm going to take the title from you because I want to. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it, it is a bit. It does hark back a little bit to like the Attitude Era a bit, where we used to have this sort of stuff. Wendy's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if she just go out to the porch with a gun. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially AJ Styles. What well, Samoa Joe? Sorry, has, has turned up at AJ Styles' house, and is kind of in a subtle way. Is he not threatening to, in some way, assault his wife or like? Be their new dad? I don't really understand. What kind of hold him hostage. Yeah. All just for a championship title. <laughs> it's a little bit much, mate. Um, but it's, it's kind of a. Hey, you really do have to suspend your disbelief. Yes, yeah. do you? Um, which sometimes, we, as fans, we struggle to do. Um, and as us as podcast hosts, we're particularly guilty sometimes of just being like, this is this is a bit hokey. And I, I don't think AJ's acting was particularly great. In this segment, I feel like it is that that's a hard one to do though. Yeah, because you can't particularly play off Joe too much because it Joe's not responding because obviously it was pre-recorded. Yeah. Um. And like it was, it was hard. I mean, like, what else was he meant to say? Like, just saying things like, like, don't you dare do it, man! Like, just like, come on, like, don't be a twat. Yeah. Like, there's not really much else that you could <laughs> Imagine say. Imagine if just starts just like Joe, Joe, come on, man, don't be a twat. <laughs> Joe, Joe, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get off my porch. Yeah. I would love just to see Joe do little petty things, just like kick over his like petunias outside. <laughs> uh, that would be quite funny, actually. Quite um, like little, should... little Wendy. Or... Actually, no, his daughter's not called Wendy. That's his wife. That's his wife. Or little, uh, R... It begins with an A. They all begin with A, don't they? Or, I don't know. But just Annie? Like... Yeah, have her do like a little drawing, stick it on the front door or something, and he just rips it off. Yeah, but it's it's the it's my issue with it, and this is where you have to suspend your disbelief. So, are we to find out next week what happened to AJ Styles' family? What Joe did when he did anyone answer the door, or like? Because I, I would imagine that that AJ is going to be at home next week, and yeah. he might do like a satellite link interview. Yeah, with him on the him sofa, on the sofa with, with his wife. wife. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you get where I'm coming from, WWE is a living, breathing thing that is 24-7. And they do things now with, like, live report, like breaking news and live reports and stuff. This isn't the sort of thing. Like, AJ Styles wouldn't just wait until next week to do anything about it. Yeah, I know. So, in the same way as in, like, why did Rusev have to wait a week to speak to Aiden English? That's true. Yeah, and Bailey and Sasha, remember when we had yeah. that, that whole thing. I mean, so like, it's just a bit, yeah, like, and, so is Joe going to appear on house shows and just ignore what happened and then uh, get on SmackDown next week? I do like that they did it via, like, as if it was a self-recorded video. Hmm. 
Um, Not a camera produced one. Because I'd seen a picture, I'd seen a brief picture on Instagram or something. So I I knew that he was doing something like that. Mm. And uh, straight away it was like, I hope they didn't like, there's not a cameraman there. Yeah. But the same way as like last week when Randy Orton caressed that (laughs) guy. Like, Why was there just a a cameraman filming one of the people in the truck? Yeah. What a waste of time. And then they just so happened to catch, like, I feel like it should have been Randy Orton was already in there. Kind of causing a bit of a scene. Randy or should have had the and, camera. Or yeah, or that, or they just like Tom Tom because Tom Phillips was like, oh, um, we've we'll got word of this happening, so it should have been like, oh, we've got word that Randy Orton's in the production truck, and we're, we're sending a cameraman there now, and it's like it's it cuts and the cameraman's running up into the truck yeah. or something, rather than just the camera being focused on the guy already. Yeah. That that stuff just makes you go like, oh, really. You expect us to believe that? Yeah, and it comes back to this age-old argument: if they just need someone to, like, there needs to be like look at what they're doing. There needs to go, be a logic filter. That doesn't make sense. They need they need someone whose job is a logic filter. Yeah, just to be like, okay, you guys have put a lot of work. Well done. This is great. Just change this one thing because it wouldn't happen like that. Think, thing, things like on Raw when they were doing the whole Connor's Cure stuff. How, um, which the, by the way we didn't mention, but that was great. That was cool. Um, but like the Doctor War standing almost next to the entire shield. Yeah. Apart from Dean Ambrose, who was on the other side of the stage. Yeah. But like, you just think like these guys can't keep their hands off each other because they hate each other so much. Yeah. Yeah, they all just stand in the middle of a ramp with their hands by their sides, just yeah. you know, clapping some sick children. Yeah. That's know. that's why I hate that all the heels are wearing this Connors Cure gear. Like, I guess it's hard these days because you don't want, you don't necessarily want to portray them as bad people. Yeah. Like, they don't have them bad mouth the kids. Just yeah. don't have Alexa and Miz and stuff wearing Connor's Cure gear that they're going to give away to charity. Yeah, I mean, I don't have so much of a problem with that. I did have a bit of a problem with them standing together on the stage sort of thing. Oh, when they but announced the Women's the Rumble. of seeing all the main guys at the front and stuff. So they're yeah. Kind of oh, when they announced the Women's Rumble and everyone was just yeah. there hugging and stuff. And the only person who was in character was Nikki Cross. Well, well, not the women's rumble, the women's pay per view. Yeah, and Nikki Cross was like manically laughing and clapping and all that kind of stuff. Everyone else, like Alexa, was hugging like Bailey or some shit like that. You just think, like, why? Yeah, <coughs> I think there's because it's it's quite hard, and I know that WWE do it because they they've got obligations and they want to appear charitable, and that's great, like really great stuff. But it's really hard to take yourself out of that moment, like mo- from normal raw and into a non-kayfabe everyone's friends moment and then back out of it again yeah like, it's like, quite to difficult to do as a as a viewer as cool as the Connors Cure stuff was I see no reason why it had to take place in the ring or anything yeah. or why the wrestlers had to be on the ramp and was anybody else ring, slightly but... underwhelmed by the amount of money that Hyundai were giving what was it 20 grand <laughs> Two, no 220 grand or 200 grand yeah which you know it's a lot of I money would, I wouldn't turn my nose up but, but I mean to Hyundai is that more money <laughs> I don't know. You I don't mean, know what sort of. You uh, mean Hyundai? Hyundai. Um, I don't know what sort of uh, revenue this charity is pulling in, but um, I don't know. Two hundred grand, really. You mean you haven't done your done, research? I have not done my research on this. I'm sure it's available somewhere. Um, but anyway, great, great cause. Um, less said about Connor the Crusher, the better, because it just gets us all teary, man. Um, and that was so. That was Raw and SmackDown this week. I think. Um, Solid, solid week. I think the main story from the week of wrestling has been this Brie Bella Liv Morgan thing. We've had our say on it. So, you know, let us know what you guys think. Because, I mean, I've had my say on it, Aiden. We tend to agree pretty much on this thing. Matt doesn't. I think a lot the, fi- of people the final out there... say should be, hope Liv Morgan's all right. 
And she's a tough son of a bitch. She is. She's a tough son, some bitch. And also, she's great at managing to be in two places at one time. Because <laughs> Michael backstage. Cole was adamant that she was backstage, she was backstage when she clearly was on screen. Area at the yeah. same time, on the timekeeper's area. Yeah. Um, so, well done, her. She's developed that skill. Hopefully, that will be valuable to her in the future. Um, so, yeah, speaking of the future, uh, we are two weeks, well, a week and a bit away from Super Showdown in Australia. So hopefully next week we've got some predictions for people uh, where you can obviously join us on that. And you can join us on Twitter. And you can find us there, as Matt said earlier in the show, at the underscore PWP. You can find me at AliBunker88. And Aiden, they can find you where? At Aiden Bunker. You can find Matt at the Bear M Bumby because um, he's not here to say it himself. Um, so yeah, yeah, just get involved. Um, we'll we'll put some um, polls out there for about who you know who's going to win each match uh, in the build up to Super Showdown. Uh, I didn't I didn't see a raw watch along with you this week, Aiden. Did you not did you not have time? You're a bit busy with your whole no, flat. I was working. You're working from home, uh, <laughs> and it wasn't a SmackDown one either. No, there wasn't. I was at work. <laughs> I was, like, on Monday, I was well on Tuesday. I was actually working from home. While Sky was being installed and on Wednesday, I was literally at work. Literally. Actually, okay. no, I watched it here. What am I talking about? Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to say. I was watching it as you walked I was in. Watch, you were watching it when I arrived. Yeah, um, I can't watch wrestling at work with my internet. Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, get involved um, and we'll we'll post some stuff, which hopefully we'll get, get some, some user feedback. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Um, on the, the road to Australia... We hope to see you next week.